0: Download the free Anchor app right now, or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. The Star Wars universe is constantly expanding. But how the heck are you going to keep tabs on it without a holocron? And where in the rim can I score the juiciest news and rumors? Ah, you seek State of the Empire, Consequence of Sound's Star Wars speculation podcast, where we look for news in Alderaan places. We dig into the Sarlacc pit of the Internet for the hottest intel in the galaxy far, far away. Make Indiana Jones inquiries and keep watch for the latest on Willow. Find us on consequenceofsound.net or wherever you procure fine podcasts. It's the show you're looking for. consequence podcast network hey welcome to another edition of kyle meredith with it's an audio interview series presented by wfpk independent louisville at wfpk.org consequence of sound and the consequence podcast network give a little subscribe tap there wherever you're listening from right now of course you can subscribe but uh itunes and apple podcasts over at spotify you can subscribe at youtube wherever you get your favorite podcast from go ahead and hit that before we get started here i'm kyle meredith today my guest is josh ritter I've known josh for a long time done a lot of interviews with josh over the years concerning a lot of great albums that he's been a part of this one is no exception Beaver Breaks, one of his best records yet. I promise you that. We talk about how he teamed up with Jason Isbell and used the 400 unit as his backing band. And beyond that, some of his other collaborations, like with Bob Weir from The Grateful Dead and Joan Baez. We'll, of course, dig into the new record, Fever Breaks, to talk about uh, its darkness and political overtones. He compares it to the uh, Animal Years record, and we'll discuss how the current landscape influenced a lot of the songs. Of course, it's not all doom and gloom. We'll also discuss a track called I Still Love You, writing about love that's more consistent. And yeah, there's, of course, some anniversary talk. It just so happens to be the 20th anniversary this year of his self-titled debut record, and from here, he's going to be a part of a big Van Morrison tribute that's happening at Carnegie Hall. It's all coming up. Kyle Meredith with Josh Ritter. Hi, how's it going? Well, dude, fever breaks. It's It sounds great. I mean, you're 20 years doing this, and I'm still surprised every single time I get a Josh Ritter record that I've never had the artist fatigue that I think I have with a lot of even my, my most favorite artists.
2: Thank you. For, thanks a lot. That's a huge compliment.
0: I, I know. Uh, let me start with the studio then, because I, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of great studios in the country, and you, you've probably been in a lot of the rooms, but there seems to be something extra special about when someone steps in RCA Studio A in, in Nashville. Like, that's, is it different? Do you feel that there's a big difference in that room than other places? Yeah, well, yeah, it
2: was. It was. I, I first uh, went there. I was uh, working on some on another project with writing some stuff with Bob Weir, and and that was that was to, to step into that room for the first time was incredible and then to be actually in it recording my own music was such a thrill i mean that's where they recorded jolene and you know the everly brothers and 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 elvis and 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 just to be in that room which is so large and so still the air in there is like still like it is inside a cathedral it's it's really a special special place and you'd lose all track of time it's 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 a really impressive uh, room
0: you, you talk- Talk about Bob Weir and going from that, you know, into working with uh, with Isbell and his team this time. I, I don't know. Is that just coincidence or does collaboration? I mean, does it, it it seems like it's more important to you right now than it maybe it ever has in the past? You know,
2: I, I, I think that that collaborating has, has been something that I, I, I don't know why it's taken me so long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, been, there's so much of the time that, you, that, that I, I, I've spent, I've, I have worked, you know, primarily on, you know, within a, a smaller group of people it, 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 it immensely, like, talented, like, re- rewarding, wonderful people. And, but starting to work with folks like Bob and then working on Fever Brand and, and that incredible crew, uh, it's really opened my Uh, my mind up to to maybe some places that I you know I could improve in my in my songwriting and my my artistic life and that is you know you know opening opening up my my ideas to the to the
0: ideas of others let's just take that one then I mean teaming up with Jason Isbell you two are what I would call two of the most lyrical powerhouses in songwriting uh, of this generation anyway and I don't know I you know I can I seem to just recall sudden wrestling metaphors from the eighties, you know, like like uh like macho man and Hulk Hogan. I mean <laughs> what, th- there has to be some kind of push and pull when you've got two people that that's that's sort of your bread and butter, I guess.
2: I felt like it was uh, an idea that to me made a lot of sense I, as, as time went on in, in, in my in my writing and in my recording, you know, I'd done all kinds of stuff but I, I had never worked with somebody whose spot behind the microphone was the same as mine. You know, I never worked with somebody who was like, you know, occupied that same space. And, you know, I, I had, I would met Jason over the years and here and there, but you didn't know him all that well. But when I went on tour with him and Amanda and his band, it was a real great moment for me. I, I was I was seeing somebody who was making some of the same you know choices in life as I as I have made and and who is on the road with his family and and was writing these songs that were just knocking me out. You know, was, it was a really cool thing. So so when I started to think about working with somebody, I started to really think about him uh, a lot. And, and that's that's when the idea kind of came,
0: yeah, and then with him bringing on you know the four hundred unit to that, I mean that only not only brings sort of a, a rockness uh bigger than maybe you've had in the past but but they also tend to bring a certain darkness that I, that I feel like is I mean you've done dark before but this I guess is a different tone of that
2: yeah it's 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 amazing that that you know I always think that in, in, in this this process in particular I've noticed that, that the song that I meticulously craft in, in you know at home by myself you know in my room under controlled environment you know that that, that that thing as soon as I as as soon as I set it loose with the musicians that turned into something completely different you know, each time. It was a really incredible thing to, f- to watch and to be a part of, was the, was the way this band took stuff that was some of it, you know, kind of out there and, 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 and took it and, and played to its their best strength. I was really fortunate to be able to, to work with them. They're terrific people, too.
0: You know, I bring up some of the darkness too, and I, I've read that you find a certain kinship between Fever Breaks and uh, and Animal Years. Yes, is, is yeah. What, so, what is that? What what is it between those two records?
2: I would say that like the, both those, those records, both Fever Breaks and Animal Years, are are inspired by and, and prompted by the the political moment that we're in. You know, the Animal Years during you know during the George W. Bush administration, and and, and this during this really painful moment in in our history. I think that that there are times when uh, surrounding events become so Uh, overpowering that that even like somebody who's like generally circumspect is 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 pushed to like write about it i think it's it's just a really uh, strange and 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 dark time
0: and and some of those songs i mean again these are some of your most standout songs uh, you know the torch committee uh, all some kind of dream what's the challenge of writing a song like that you know to 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 be so reflective of something as specific as what's going on well I
2: think that the 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 main thing that that I would always like hope is that like the songs aren't educational you know you're not attempting to bring somebody over to a, a way of thinking but if they are if they're uh, there they're describing a situation and and in describing a situation that's that's when I think we make human connection you know we can like we can we can we can speak to each other in ways that are easy to understand and that we can all draw our own inferences from but but I feel that the that the weakness of of a lot of times of political writing or of political songwriting or, or that thing is that it struggles to be educational rather than to reflect the time period that it's written in and in all some kind of dream, I'll I'll... All I wanted to do is put out in the starkest possible ways the, the things that I was seeing and placing them against this window of political activism and things that stretches back to the civil rights era and say, do are we living up to our own heritage that we speak so lovingly of? And, and the same with the Torch Committee was, was I, I, I wanted to just talk about authoritarian government and, and the impossible choices that, that you're given like living under one. And and I don't feel like they're educational so much as they're just trying to that out in 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 imagery, what what I see going on around us.
0: You know, I, obviously, I've lived through all the same news that that you have, and but when you get to you know the verse and all, some kind of dream about the, you know the kids and families in the in the holding tanks. Like I know that news story, but still, you know, there it is in the song, and it's still just sort of a jaw dropping moments. And 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 then to hear you, you know, pull that line where you know, I hope it's all some kind of dream. It's like. I mean, that's a damn great moment. Full compliments there.
2: Well, thank you. It's like you know, there's 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 times when when becoming too specific can be a hindrance in a song, but there's times when not being specific would be a waste of of, of space. So I appreciate that. I really do.
0: Would I be too far off with calling that song uh, pretty Dylan-esque in the way it's oh, written? yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And I mean,
2: you know, we all have grown up in the shadow of, of of Bob Dylan but like that he's such a, a a clear touchstone for song and for that particular style of uh, kind of expression I think
0: and uh, and, and this is sort of in the same world too because here you've re-recorded Silverblade uh, a song that you originally gave to uh, one of Bob's old duet partners Joan Baez for the whistle down the Wind record uh, what made you want to take that one and, and and you know a song that you wrote and, and go ahead and do it yourself?
2: Well, I actually thought that it it you know, I had written it in the same period of time, so I I felt like it had a kind of a spiritual kinship with the rest of the songs on Fever Breaks, and and uh, it was it was a song that when I was first uh, had gone down to Nashville and was hanging out with uh, Jason and Amanda at their house, that was one of the songs that I played I played for them and was and was really we kind of played together as a as a as a trio, and it just felt really great. To me, it felt like it fit into the song. It felt that the song fit into the rest of the record in a really specific way that, that 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 made me feel like it it belonged.
0: You know, obviously, you know, as we talk about, you've written topical before and everything, but I feel like, you know, backing up a little bit, working with someone like Joan Baez, I mean, that's does that add some depth to your uh, to your well, what you're able to pull from uh, in, in moments like this? Yeah,
2: yeah, you know, like I'm I. I, I Really lucky that that early on in my career I got a chance to work with people like Joan, who have, are doing it their whole lives, and you know that that kind of longevity is is something that I feel you know really drawn to. I love I love doing what I do, and I'm I'm drawn to the people who who seem to be doing it for the same kinds of compulsions and reasons that like I, I think that's I think it's wonderful you know, and so I, I was really lucky to get to work with her really early on and and in, in some ways she she kind of like taught me how to first live on the road you know like in, in a certain way
0: so the other side of the record i mean it's not all political songs there are some great sounding or seemingly sounding personal songs on here as well and, and a couple of those i wanted to ask about uh, the record starts off with ground don't want me and and that's that's sort of one i haven't cracked myself yet what's the story there
2: well, the story is one that kind of came to me as like of a of a guy who's is kind of cursed he he's a person that's so evil that even the ground doesn't want him and like and that and uh, and all these acts of evil that he continues to do you know taken further and further away from peace and it was an unsettling song and i thought it was a, but it was a really fun one to to, to rock out with the band and, and it was so i thought it would be a, a good kind of jittery first number for the record
0: i love it. it it was one of my favorites right from the beginning and then and then you get to a song like i still love you and i thought there there's there's writing about new love which you know uh, pop and rock have done for the ages uh, to to great degree and very corny degree at the same time. But writing is something about what sounds like consistent love also seems like it would have its own challenge.
2: Yeah, and, and I think it, it requires a little bit of, there's an honesty to to, to first expressions of love, you know? Like you know, there's because they're so uh, they're 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 so insistent, you know. But a long-term love it, it, and a confession of that seems like it's 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 done less often in songs. I guess it. I guess that's that's really true. But I, I, this was one that I, I I started working on in the middle of a long tour, and I just kind of had in my back pocket for a while, not quite knowing how or, you know, what sort of record it would form, a like around it. And it was one that that just really jumped naturally into my head when, when we started working together.
0: It does add a nice balance to the record, <laughs> on top of all of that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh Beyond this stuff, uh, you know, this year if I've got my math right, it's the this is the 20th anniversary of your self-titled debut, right? Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah. Are yeah.
0: you, you going to be doing anything with that? I really
2: should. I've been... With with fever breaks that I have, I haven't really you know thought about the uh, the fact that I've been doing this for <laughs> for 20 years, and, and I remember still getting the, the the box of CDs that I I ordered back from the CD manufacturing company and <laughs> And realizing that 2,000 CDs was a lot more than I was probably going to be able to, <laughs> to, to sell. And, and I'm still, I'm still uh, grateful to my parents for letting me store all those records down in the basement.
0: Hopefully those have sold by now hopefully those yeah. are- <laughs> long since. uh i know coming up too I, I saw that you're part of a tribute to van morrison at carnegie hall march 21st um yes. what an incredible uh you know the the lineup list looks great i, I know you, you know you you've got sort of an irish connection especially considering your early days over there do you have a do you have a straight connection to van morrison too
2: i i don't i have like but he's He's in the water, you know, and, and the myths of him are, are are many, you know. So I'm 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 pretty excited to like get to play that. I I'm gonna have an amazing time, and it's Carnegie
0: Hall, it's, I'm so I'm like, so excited. Yeah, no pressure there.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> do you know what you're doing already? I don't know if you're allowed to say it or not.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a song called "Linden Arden Stole the Highlights," which oh. is a, which is a beautiful short story kind of song off of uh, off of Eden Fleece. Oh wow!
0: I look forward to uh, yeah. I look forward to whatever bootleg video surfacing of that one, so I can check it out. I'm really I'm really excited about it. Well, Josh, it was a pleasure talking to you as always. Congratulations on Fever Breaks, Thanks. man! It's fantastic.
2: Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I, I, I hope I didn't ramble too much. I really appreciate the the opportunity.
0: Always enjoy talking with you, and uh, look forward to seeing you out on the road. Maybe in Louisville later on in the tour. Hell yeah! Definitely. All right, all right man. Take care. Right. Thanks, Scott. And a big old thank you to Josh Ritter talking about the new record, Fever Breaks. With the novel coronavirus
1: pandemic escalating in the U.S., Roe, the parent company of Roman, is offering free telehealth services for people seeking guidance and information on COVID-19. Their free online assessment is based on guidelines from the CDC and the World Health Organization and can help determine if you are at risk. If appropriate, Roe will connect you with a medical provider for a free consultation. Visit roco slash coronavirus on your phone or laptop to complete a free online assessment.
0: That's ro.co slash coronavirus.
2: Now,
0: as I mentioned, Josh and I have talked a, a whole lot of times over the years, so I thought I would include some of those here as a little bonus interview time. And we'll start with a, a 2017. This is, the, this is the last time I talked to him before this uh, new interview. It was behind his 2017 record called Gathering, where this time around, the themes of darkness... Had more to do with the weather and soup. We talk about soup too. It's part two of Kyle Meredith with Josh Ritter. Hey, how's it, Josh Ritter? It's another fun record, a beautiful record. You always tend to do that. I don't think I've ever called one of your records even halfway bad. So the gathering is. Thanks a lot. There's one thing you said about it, you know, in your write-ups that really caught my eye, and I guess it's sort of where the album starts about trying to get away from. You felt like you were tied to your old stuff, and and I was thinking about that and. You know and the way you're dragging your old luggage around, and I guess songwriters are forever tied to their younger selves. Which I would be really annoyed if I had to deal with my younger self all the time. So.
2: <laughs> well, there's, I, I feel that just over, you know, over time, I don't feel that 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 you know, and I, I've never been the type to believe that you outgrow your material. Like, whenever I put a song on a record, it's because I want to, I want to, I want to be able to like. Here it and like it and in, in forty years that's that's my i want it to i want it to live on and so it's funny that what I really want to do every time is, is change the direction that i'm going and and, and try and, and move off in, in, into some into to territory that, that continues to inspire me and and uh, I, I you know i, I want like i always want to just keep on moving in a, in a direction that surprises me so you know i guess that just means a lot of times you start off with with a blank page and no idea really where you're going to go, but that's that's kind of what makes it so exciting—is yeah. is not knowing what's going to happen next.
0: And you did a lot of the uh, work-in-progress shows. I know leading into that, like how important of a part did those play in creating this record?
2: Oh, they're so important. I I I, I realized that I've been taking myself so so seriously. Like all the I wanted to like, keep the songs really close to my chest until they were out on a record, and then I realized, you know, like. These are these are songs. I'm writing them. I, I, I you know I I, I want to see what they're going to do. You know, you never know what a song is going to do on stage. And and and, and uh, part of part of like wanting to do these shows that were works in progress is that I could see what what needed what. It's not that I was basing my decisions on on just on, on, on my on the reaction of the audience, but I, I could tell like when I'm performing for somebody what a song uh, needs for it to 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 be performable by me and, and it's uh it was a really exciting time, really fun. I, I, I had such a good time doing that.
0: I mean that's a really bare way of putting yourself out there. I think a lot of artists used to do that much more before the internet age and they sort of got scared, you know, scared off of it because that meant, you know, early versions of their songs without I I don't think a lot of artists could muster having, you know, those early versions floating around out there.
2: It is funny. It's like it is a it is it is uh, it's bracing you know you just like and some versions of the songs are completely different you know there there's whole sections and and parts that all have taken out or put back in and and it's only you know it's it's a song will just it's a such a such a living thing you know it only exists for a few minutes and that then that's free to be created again you know in a whole different way it's it's uh it's it's really uh a, a great freedom that you have as a, as a musician that, that you know it doesn't exist quite the same and say like in, in like writing a novel
0: and and fans are probably you know pretty used to that with you although i would I would guess that there's probably some really hardcore fans who get demoitis on those first listens and be like, "Oh man, no, I liked it so much better the way." (laughs) (laughs) Totally,
2: they're all. Oh yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You gotta just strike out and and go for whatever feels like it keeps the fire really burning. And and for me, getting to see a song transform and change over time, uh, for instance. Uh, when will I be changed? Which is on the record, uh, the new record, was a song that I wrote, and it was recorded, and it didn't. Uh, it, it was. It was there. It was done. But there was something still kind of like told me that that it could use something and then i realized that like i've been doing all this work with bob weir and it would be so great if he could sing on the on the song with me and, and so he came in and, and recorded with me on that on when will i be changed and it was just like was just a magical uh it added something magic
0: i love the work you guys did together uh, on his record too just beautiful great. stuff that last record that you know i mean every record. I wouldn't say that you've written too many concept pieces, but every record seems to have that general theme and I know the last one's sort of hit on religion and, and small town life and and home and things like that. But I get the feeling that this one was much more of an internal uh, as far as lyrics go
2: when i'm when I'm working on songs um and i'm 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 really going full scene. Like I, I find that I'm kinda like I'm I'm watching the I'm going really fast and just watching the road. I, I don't have a chance to look up at the scenery. And it's only when the record is done that the themes like start to pop out at me and I start to see the start to see the scenery. And and the thing that, that gathering really took the shape of was, was storms you know storms are all all over the record and in the in the artwork that I was doing at the time it was just a uh, something that that kind of and a lot of that storming would be like interior you know against against yourself against you know all kinds of questions about 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 yourself and, and who you are and, and what you believe and 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 then there was the physical storms like lightning and thunder and, and, and rain and, and and things that were just all over the record it was it was really interesting to see those things kind of jump out and I feel that no matter what it's like you you try and like not write autobiographically but it always comes out you know as 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 something that that was uh made by a a person during a during a certain time and this is a stormy time
0: you know there may be storms you know inside of you but there are certainly storms raging all around the world right now so i'm yeah i'm not surprised you know you and i talk about a lot of the same things especially on social media on twitter and um I think I'm more surprised that this isn't an overtly political album, you know, that that didn't just come roaring out of you like that. I love the way you you kind of internalized it, but
2: uh you know, it's always it's always interesting. You you can never like write what you think should what should happen. It's like it always it always has to just kind of come out the way it does, you know. But uh more and more I I've, I've found my that I have a whole other voice that I I I want to speak with and and you know and, and it's and, and it's not always the same one that writes Writes the songs.
0: You you mentioned that uh, the paintings uh, before too. I mean, there's a much stronger visual representation this time around. You know, and I guess there's always sort of you know that marriage that you do with every album, but but this one seems pretty personal as well with these paintings
2: you know the paintings are just something i really love to do like
0: there's no uh
2: you know i i I have them and they're they're piled up and the beauty of of doing them is that they're just they they quiet down and kind of cool off my brain for a while you know they they they're 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 something that this it just brings me real pleasure to and calm to, to sit and work on something even if it's like a even if it's a stormy picture, it's something that I really enjoy, and I've I've kind of found as my own trip to to therapy.
0: <laughs> well, it makes being a fan that much cooler, you know, to kind of get all of these sides of an artist. So I, I appreciate what you're doing. I'll, I'll I'll end on you and I uh, have something else uh, in common, a big thing, and that is soup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I've said many times that if I get the choice as my last meal. It's going to be uh, soup and tea. Although, if you've got soup, you don't even need tea. It's it's all in one. <laughs> uh, I've heard. Exactly. I, I've heard people ask you what you're reading, and and I know you're a big reader. I might, end this, with asking you, uh, what soup am I going to try tonight?
2: Oh well, you know, I think uh, you should you should definitely go for uh, my partner Haley's uh, chicken tortilla soup. I can, ah. I can send you the recipe. It's <laughs> tremendous.
0: All right, I love chicken tortilla uh, and- soup. <laughs> 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 all right josh thanks so much for calling in and uh and thanks for this record it, it's really another fantastic one thank you so much thank you so much Howard. i really appreciate it thank right. you we'll see you next time you're down here in louisville absolutely all right take you care well. man josh ritter from back in the 2017 talking about his record called Gathering. Uh, head even further back now, 2014, he was actually between records when we had this conversation right here, was uh, was uh, on the way to writing one, had just written with Bob Weir of The Grateful Dead, as we talked about in the first interview of this episode. He had also just become a family man at this point. A brand new father and a husband. Part three of Kyle Meredith with Josh Ritter. How's it going? I- I'm all right down here. I appreciate you uh, taking some time. I know you're not really on a press run right now, so... Yeah, I'm just um, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm you know, we're, we're we're digging out from the winter up here and, uh, and uh, getting the garden in. It's great.
0: <laughs> what are you planting? What's what's in the garden?
2: Uh, we got like all kinds of, all kinds of, uh,
0: you know, beets and
2: carrots, and radishes. We got lots of bitter greens, which are, you know, with mustard and that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah. Do you both cook? We, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's funny, going like, you know, coming home, especially like. After like a year, you know, like, and just nice to just kind of ease into all that stuff, and 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 it, you know, take your time with it. It feels so good.
0: Yeah. Have you Have you always been that way? Did you grow up like knowing how to how to garden and and do all of this stuff, or did you find that later in life?
2: Well, you know, Haley really runs the garden. She's she's, but I, but I think like I was, uh, you know, definitely always like we grew up, my brother and I, outside, and uh, definitely that's around the garden and everything like that has been it's, it's really nice nice to be to kind of fold back into that kind of world
0: yeah that's a nice trade to have too I mean you'll survive during the apocalypse this way
2: that's what we're hoping you know yeah <laughs> it's like, it's, we're trying to go anti-zombie vegetables so <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, it's that's different from uh, like garlic for vampires though You it's, yeah
2: they're not huge vegetable eaters anyway you know zombies
0: well the old joke you know what a a vegetarian zombie eats <laughs> What? Brains, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and that's how we start this whole thing out. That's so that's uh, all. <laughs> well, let, let's uh, let's. I guess we should direct to the music here, and and where we've last left you, and where our our movie is left off is uh, you did a, a nice little re-release on uh, historical conquests.
2: Yeah, totally. Uh, that's like uh, my record that I you know. I've, I've been I've been lucky enough to, to hop from some from major label to major label for a couple years there and and uh you know always is always a cool interesting experience you know but but I always found that that uh that's been nice to be back on my own label and and when when uh Conquest came back to me uh the the rights to it uh then I was really excited just to just to get a Pressed up on vinyl and and like put out some b sides and do some of the stuff that I'd wanted to do, but hadn't been able to do with with that one yet, yeah. so that that's that's totally satisfying
0: yeah, how hard is it to get your rights uh this day and age
2: well I don't know I, I think it's you know it's 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 completely based on an individual basis, I think that you know it's it's good to look at a at a record label as a you know as at any kind of business relationship is one that's like you know you have to expect you have to expect them to work in their in their own best interest, mm-hmm. and they have to expect you to work in your own best interest. I'm I'm very Hamiltonian when it comes to that view of human nature. I definitely think that that like you can't expect people to work against their self-interest. So so I always make sure that like that that you know the the records will always return to me after a given amount of time, yeah. and and that's always in the contract to begin with. I I just think that that's and that's you know not just me, but like the lucky I mean the people I get a I get a I get to work with, which yeah. are really
0: smart, cool people. It's an interesting little dance, and it sounds like you're very good at the industry dance.
2: Well, I don't, you know, I, you know, I, I like, I, I, I think that, you know, being on a being on a major label is, is really fun and really cool, and when you have like a thing working for you, like even to the to, you know, to the degree that it worked for me, is like it's it's really it's really cool. But in the end, it's, you know, I think that stuff is flattening out to such a degree now that that uh, that uh, it's, you, you know, you you could you can have the major label experience. Uh, by yourself, <laughs> if you want. That's true. It's true.
0: And, and, and you have you become uh, very very known for that. I mean, you you took your career in your own hands, uh, and and seem to be quite successful at that at this point.
2: I think you know. I think that it is like I feel good about it. You know, it's 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 uh, what you know. There's there's times when. You know, I certainly think, you know, Darius, my manager, and, and like, and the people that I work with that, that, you know, that, that, that help, you know, do the, do the label, uh, really run that stuff. You know, that's, that's it's a hard, big job. But, mm-hmm. but in the end, you can be more creative. You can be smaller. You yeah. know, you can, I love that, that we can do like reissues of stuff and they don't have to be, you don't have to worry about getting like in, in every store or, or anything like that. You can, you can be more creative. It's, it's really, that's a real thrill to yeah. do that.
0: Yeah, would you ever see any reason? And and you know, who knows what the future holds. I'm sure, but uh, for you to say, you know, what, for this project though, I'd like to work with a label, big or small.
2: Oh, absolutely. I think I think that that's. I think you know, as as with anything, I, it's a lot like it's a lot like when you mix a record. Sometimes you you've been living with a record for for six months, and you need you need somebody who has a fresh pair of ears and fresh ideas to to, to hear it. And, and uh and and a lot of times the the people at, at record labels if you choose the right one are really great really artistic cool people and uh and 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 want to run you know they want to go and like and that's i think it's always in your best interest to to hand it over if you find the right right team of people
0: yeah yeah so so you got the, uh, the rights back to uh, to conquest and uh i i kind of find it really fascinating um artists' relationships with their past, I guess, mm. because, because it's so varied. You have some people that say, oh, I never go back to my old records. I never listen to them, I, you know, and they just don't like to think about them. And you have other ones that it almost feels like, you know, uh, they don't mind uh, flipping through the yearbook and saying, oh, look at my goofy haircut. Uh, at sure. that time. <laughs> totally. And and how is it because you know this this is an earlier record of you. How is it looking back on something like this? I mean, was it at all painful where you can listen to it and go, "Oh man, so many things there I would have done different. I never would have had that haircut."
2: Well, I think that that's it's I you know, I think that you have to you have to make the choice. You have to make the choice which you what you're going to be and and for me I I always I always feel like if I'm to disown that stuff, then I'm disowning myself and my artistic vision at the time. And, and luckily, you cannot see forward into the future, but you can kind of hope that, that the records you're making, you'll be able to listen to in years to come. And I think the only way, like sounds aside or, you know, whatever that should be, like it, it should always be, you know, can I listen to this in 40 years? And, and I always believe that like, unless it feels, unless it passes that test. It shouldn't go on the record, like, and 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 that's that's for me. I I I just went to you know the phenomenal Neil. I was out in Chicago playing, and uh, uh, I got the chance to see Neil Young play. And you know he, I, I you know it's it's gratifying to know that somebody is not afraid to jump back into stuff that they did when they were 20. You know, right, right. I think that that stuff can only get better.
0: That's true. Uh, that must have been an amazing show. I heard so many things about the reviews on that show too. Uh, all of that tour that he's been doing lately.
2: He's he's like a wild man. Yeah, yeah. He's he's awesome. I like uh, that really like beautiful playing and kind of this weird kind of moving around all these different instruments and and uh, just that he's I, I really I really thought it was it was great. It was a, it was a real treat.
0: Yeah. Have you been following his whole thing about his Pono player?
2: I just 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 vaguely, you know, just yeah. in the, You know, and not being not being an audiophile like to a, that degree, right. I, I find that like I, I you know I go for convenience over, <laughs> over uh, over over too much, but that's that's just me, you know.
0: No, I I feel like that's going to be its biggest obstacle because most people are like that. I mean, you, you and I both work in music at different parts, but we're both in music. I'm even working in a part where I listen to music daily. But it never occurs to me that I it, there's a, a whole saying of uh you don't know what you don't hear you don't know what you're not getting or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't know otherwise that I wasn't getting everything. And it, I mean, I believe in it. I'd love to see it take off. But it's 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 like that. It's like well, you know, a convenience, You know, right well, there. Well, I
2: remember when I was working at, uh, when I was doing the record with V2 and I did Animal Years with V2. Uh, I remember we we, you know, this is my first time like with like an idea for singles and all that sort of stuff that I could see and and be around in. And I remember the... Couple of guys from the label going down, you know, three or four flights to the street to get one of the guys' cars to drive around and hear what it sounded like through car radio, so they would know what to do, you know. (laughs) And I do think that there's a way to like to to be. To be a, a an audiophile, but th- it, and and really have that, and make it as good as you possibly can. If you like good chocolate, like go find a good chocolate, you right, know. Right. But but uh, but I do like the idea of, of of somebody able being able to pick it up and and play it however they want, you know. Which is which is which is great.
0: Yeah, at least we have the option, I guess. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have something written down here uh, on my notes: um, historical conquest versus the beast in its tracks and and I, I have that there because of the album title uh I, it's the first time i've ever noticed that it almost it's um the beginning of a story and the sad end of a story
2: <laughs> interesting that's that, that's that's really true yeah, yeah that's that's funny yeah, yeah. i never thought of that In some kind of
0: a, yeah some kind of bravado that goes along with that like you yeah. know the conquest and then the beast of course what's <laughs> not there is the word stopped yeah you know? yeah
2: totally you know, so <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's like there is like a uh, the that i remember that time and like you know that, that was my first record with uh Sam Xiera uh, and like and 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 it just seemed like we we're making a, a big cool to me it seemed like a big cool like comic book, and it felt like you know big, big, big colorful pictures and, and like and you know splashy and uh, lots of lots of symbol and I, I thought that was like really fun and conquest so it felt like you know real saber rattling <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like the role playing and music, I yeah, don't, I don't think enough people do that
2: no no, it's so fun man it's yeah. so fun yeah,
0: it's the it's the um uh, I don't want to use the word bravado getting it, it's the whole uh I mean I love the idea of rock and roll, I guess I talk about this a lot in my interviews i love love the idea of rock and roll you know the the mysticism that's been built up over the years you know and the mystery and all that stuff but you've got to have stuff like that you've got to have you know to be able to lose yourself even if it's not in a character uh, just in the the fun of what it can be
2: Yeah, certainly totally yeah absolutely absolutely yeah absolutely. and every record is so different like every every you know every record that somebody makes is is, is going to be different and there's always a story there somewhere in there that that about the about how 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 it you know, how it came together and why it exists in the first place. So right. I think that's
0: so cool. And that's what interviews are for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just fill in the space. Uh, with, with The Beast in its tracks, uh, I mean, every one of your records has the stories. Of course, now we look back on that one and everyone says there is Josh Ritter's divorce record. That is the divorce record. And you're past it now. Are you happy to be kind of finally out of that and, and moving along?
2: Yeah, you know, it's like it's, it was... It, it was funny, even at the time, like even as the record was finishing, how I felt like I was past it. I was, right. you know, it was never the big moment of I have like kind of, I've ex, you know, you know, excised this this uh, this pain. You know, <laughs> there was, but it was like, but I found that during the, the 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 process of starting to feel better, mimic the process of of making the record in this really cool, reflective way. I thought that, and and you know, in it and then we jumped right into the tour and i and i had a baby and i discovered this whole other way of of writing that i uh, maybe rediscovered it and uh and and you know things have just been going gangbusters since then you know just the, the the writing has been so so much fun you know so i think that like i felt like the 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 transition back into like like a real happy life was amazingly seamless Yeah, i'm, I'm very happy about that
0: yeah, so so have you got an update on, on this uh, these songs you're writing, uh, a style? I mean, uh, I'm guessing there's got to be some uh, influence there in the family life now.
2: I think, you know, I think the influence there is, like, you know, I'm definitely not the guy that's going to be writing, like, you know, like children's songs or a children's record. I think, like, you know, I, I would shelter them from that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, also I want my daughter to, to still think I'm cool when I'm, right. when I'm, she doesn't need me singing her song. Uh, but uh, but uh, I would say that, that like the, the the songs have gotten very um, they're just they're just really fun. I kind of like after after B Since tracks, I, I stumbled on 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 writing that that was that I felt was much more uh, lighthearted and less. But 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 what's come in uh, alongside that has been this really awesome surreal uh, kind of pollen-y... Like, like richness, which I'm really, which I'm really excited about, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy with how how that stuff is going. You know, it's really exciting stuff, mm-hmm. and For me, you know, it's like, and I know that's like, a good sign.
0: Yeah. I I, I mean I love the Beast and his tracks, but I, I'm I'm really interested in a a bit more of a lighthearted Josh Ritter. So
2: it's gonna be really fun, and, and you know, and alongside that, I'm I'm working on a uh, writing a bunch of songs for. Uh, for a record that uh Josh Kaufman uh who did uh bringing the darlings and he did a lot of the stuff on mm-hmm. on uh on tracks. So I'm working on a record that he's producing of uh for Bob Weir. So I'm writing a bunch of songs for oh, wow. for Bob Weir, which is really exciting too. That's,
0: that's um, awesome. So this is all happening at once. I mean Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's good.
2: <laughs> it's work. It is, but, you know, like, you know, when you're hanging out with, when you're, you you know, when you're hanging out and you you have a primary responsibility, which is to watch the kid, you know, mm-hmm. and out in the country, make sure she's not eaten by saber-toothed tigers or falls <laughs> off cliffs or, like, goes on some incredible journey without me, you know. I find that, like, you know, I carry, I carry, it goes back to how I first started, which is, you know, going around, you got, like, a, a notebook and, and and you only have like you know you have time to write down one or two things and then you you have to do something else you have to go to your job or do something else and it's been the best thing for me you know yeah. it's been the best. I don't have like 9 hours a day to, to 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 think thoughts you know i have to i have to run around and it's 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 been the best thing in my in my life for my for my uh for my creative side,
0: yeah, that's amazing to hear. Is, is there a big plan at this point, as far as when all of this music might make it out into the world?
2: I think you know, like right now, is the, the the tap is on, and I've always been wary of like when when that when when that's lucky when that happens, mm-hmm. like when to, to like to like make any plan yet. I. I know there's way more than enough for, like, a record, but I want to see where the rest of it kind of sifts out and, you know, and, and, and see what kind of record I want. I feel like whatever record I want to make, I want it to be, like, I just want it to be a really uh, stellar, uh, stellar record. And, and, and I don't really feel like I have room to make anything but a stellar record mm-hmm. right now. I really want to make something great, and, and I'm having the best time of my life doing it,
0: too. Well, you set the bar high for yourself uh, with every record that you've done so far, so we expect nothing less, Mister Ray.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: No problem, dude. Uh, well, cool. Well, I'll let you get back uh, to your your life and your family, and uh, and I can't wait to hear when the new music comes out. Uh, whenever it does, we'll be here waiting and, uh, and well, listening I, and ready. I
2: can't wait to I can't wait to come visit. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be sometime soon. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: You're always welcome.
2: Thank you, and and, uh, and stay out of the heat.
0: All right. Thanks, man. You too. Right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. That's Josh Ritter from back in 2014. Now, just right before that, 2013, that's the uh, one of the first times we caught up to talk about his record, The Beast, in its tracks. It's what was known as his divorce record, but really it's, it was about much more than that. It's about getting back on your feet after a, a commitment comes to an end. Part 4 of Kyle Meredith. With Josh Ritter. Welcome. It's great to see you here. Thank you. Uh, enjoying the new record, *The Beast in His Tracks*. This nice. is this is there, there's the story behind this one. Uh, the story yeah. I'm sure that you're uh, well uh, tread into talking about <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna and we're getting into it. I mean, it's it's basically like it comes down to uh, you know, are you are you gonna sing about love or are you gonna sing about love lost? It's the uh, classic songwriter dilemma. Yeah, right. Well, I, and that's one of the things, though, because as a songwriter, I mean, the love song is is the most classic pop song, mm-hmm. one way or the other. And while you've written types of love song, I mean, as it's been told, this is the first time where it's your love song.
1: Well, I think that love, love. I think the reason why love songs are so, you know, this huge kind of uh, bubble of songs, huge cloud of, of of topic of a love song is because it's it's a story, you know, and uh, and and stories are like are the reason for songs, you know, and when 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 love gets lost, that's like that's a that's a story, and when love gets found, it's another story, and and uh, and and I you know I, but i 've never and so i 've always enjoyed you know i 've always enjoyed writing those songs, mostly because I enjoyed writing stories, but like i, I never really um, I never claim them ever as my own because i don 't i don 't really believe in autobiography and song. Mm-hmm. I think that so many people do it, I think it 's way overdone I think it 's often done really badly, and I also don 't want to hear someone talk about themselves all the time sure, you know sure. so uh, so i was I was talked talk smack about it. And then, and, then, and then my divorce came and I realized that there was nothing else for me to write about. I had to write about it. Well,
0: I mean, it's, it's got to come around there eventually, you know, if you're writing so many records. You know, something like that's going to happen, whether it's that or whatever it is. Something mm-hmm. personal is going to happen. Yeah. And, and I heard you say once that what you'd like to take away from this is not people looking at you but to connect in their own uh, yeah, and their own uh, scenarios or whatever it is. Yeah, and I guess that's that's really been the interesting thing about it because all of us have been there. Oh, yeah, you know, we've all had our heart broken, and and to get on this, you know, it's like sure, there's the there's the star quality of it. This mm-hmm. is Josh Ritter. We put Josh Ritter on a pedestal because mm-hmm. he's written these great songs and we've loved him and we're interested in his life. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's like, yeah, but I've done that.
1: I, I take my cue from Leonard Cohen, who always says, like, if you sing a song, you should sing it and get out of the way. I think that that's a, a really great way to think about it because, you know, what you're trying to describe if you're writing a song is or, or, or whatever you're trying to work on, any piece of art, is, is definitely, like, in this big kind of big, big way is about like being a human being, and so like you know it's, it's not providing any answers it's giving you this it's showing you all the questions you know it's right. like here's a love song it's like, where do I go? why did she leave you know, what did she want? what did I do wrong They're all questions that you're giving and it's uh, and, and, and questions are the only way to really I think describe who we are as humans we we, we tend to do badly when we start coming up with answers yeah, you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> so yeah, so like I really wanted to write songs that were that had as many of those big questions in it because like that's all. That's all that matters, and hopefully, I felt, felt like if I re- kept writing uh, as accurately as I could about these emotions and about these questions, then I would be describing something that was that was bigger than my own personal experience and might be like m- more more relatable
0: to everybody. Yeah. that was my well, hope. With your personal experience, though, uh, like like as a songwriter, you're always looking for inspiration. Mm-hmm. It's got to come from somewhere, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sometimes you just write, you sit down, and you, great, a song comes too. Yeah. And and this isn't the place that I'm sure you wanted the inspiration to come from, but as listeners. I mean that's kind of always played out in in a listener's favor for an artist to go through a bad time. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it is it one thing to sit back and know that we're all like it's salivating? Uh-huh. Let's go ahead and use salivating. Like, oh man, that sucks. Something bad happened. I bet there's going to be a great record yeah, yeah, come yeah, yeah. out of
1: this. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's you know like I think that 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 you know I've I've written my happiest songs in my darkest time. You know, yeah. and like and 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 that's. That's I, you know. I remember I, I, I wrote a song, uh, uh, "Snow Is Gone," uh, on Valentine's Day after after uh, breaking up with somebody in a Chinese restaurant, and we broke up and we didn't even have dessert, you know. And yeah. but I went home, but I wrote that song and I, I felt really good, you know. Like those those things that happen, like they happen they happen when they do because because we're suddenly kind of blasted open and and and. and and the kind of the, the little birds that can fly through the window you know and 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 find you you know those those moments when you don't have all your armor on and and i think that that's those are things that everybody has it's just that that when you write when you're writing or you're 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 creating something it it's it's uh it's illustrated you know mm-hmm. but everybody i think has those moments of of uh of unguardedness when 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 something when 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 your world is cracked open and something new has the potential to come in and change it you know yeah yeah, yeah.
0: That, that, that whole we didn't even have our dessert, I think is the saddest part of that story. I know. You know? Actually, yeah. that's a great part of the meal, yeah, right it, it there. It came
1: it's, with the meal, too. Like, the oh. guy chased us down the street for it, so it's <laughs> That's but, not awkward at all no, at that it was, point. It turned horrible.
0: Uh, I, I know this record, you know, is kind of looked at as your divorce record, which I guess isn't fair because it is much of what made this record is what happened after mm-hmm. that. But are you okay with it being known as that? Because there are artists, Dylan. Blood on the Tracks, mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye's Here, My Dear, mm-hmm. you know, and on and on. Uh, Fleetwood Max Rumors, which I know, I, I think I remember reading that you took some cues from uh, Lindsey Buckingham for this record, oh, too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's a bit of a tie in there, but you have these great albums. Some of the greatest albums of our time were divorce records, mm-hmm. and while this isn't actually your technical divorce record yeah. to everyone else. I, I guess it'll always be known as that.
1: I think it's fine, you know you know, all those things are always like if it helps people to find it, you know, that's that's great. I you know, and it is it did come out of my divorce. It did come out of that time and um, and you know, if I if I had said nothing about it you know and but and 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 just written the record and put it there it it would have been it would have you know maybe it would have gone without notice that way but I really feel that with this was this was a, a thing that happened to me and and like it was worth it was worth it to me to tell the story about why because I felt like you know I came through all that stuff and it was it was I, I worked really hard on the record in a way that I hadn't before mm-hmm. I mostly just kind of living through it you know the writing itself was was really easy. It was like the, I saw all the emotions inside of me for the first time. I, f- I feel like I saw who I was, in a way that I never had, like the good and the bad stuff, and like and uh, and just it was a more of a mapping of anything than, than of, of myself than than anything else, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and so, so I felt like it was worth it to to to, to say that it was about uh, about the divorce and yeah. what came after,
0: you know. What well, did nervous play anything because you you got to know that when you put it out there, she's going to hear it. Yeah, you know, you're both in the same community. You're in music community and everything. And I you know, is that is that you go, man? I'm going to put that out there, and if I run into it at the grocery one day, I mean that's <laughs> going to be. A, that's, and then here yeah. it
1: is. Here's our life. And, uh, weird. It's so weird. It's it's so. But at the same time, like, uh, you know, it was. You know, I, I I felt like the 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 desire to write about it. At first, I wanted to write about it in a in a very vengeful way, mm-hmm. and I thought, right. like, and that that made me far more nervous. You know, and then I started to realize, well, here's my here. This this happened to me, and it and it happened to me, and uh, and you know, through, through, through no, I wasn't looking for this, you know, and, and mm-hmm. if I have to write about it, then I'm going to write about it from my, my point of view, and I'll just write about it as honestly as I can, and hopefully that will make it about more than, than my story, yeah. you know.
0: Is it hard to date a musician? And, and this, I, you're the musician too, so sure, this is not I, all on her. You no, know,
1: I would have to say, like, I think it would be very, very hard to, I mean, it is, it is hard to date me. But like, but like, I don't think it's because of my you music. You seem so sweet. Yeah, it is, it is, I think it is. It's not because of music, you know. I think it's just that. That it's just you know, it's it's, hard, it's it, those all good relationships take a lot of work, and and we just we just didn't have it in us for the for the work that I would have taken. Well,
0: you know? I, th- I think I think in in our community and everything, whatever part of art it is, mm-hmm. uh, we marry our art first. Yeah, yeah, and I guess the other person has to realize that, right? Well, I think that like there
1: are there, are, you know, you make a realization that that the person that you're with, it, it, there is something that is very large that is a part of them. That if you are to block it off or try to restrain it, is going to end up uh, breaking the dam that that kind of holds you guys together. And like, and that that's the thing is like, you know, like I'm so lucky now to be with somebody who sees mm-hmm. my who sees my music not as being something that I do for fun all the time, but because I impulsively and compulsively do it. And that if I were to not be able to perform, if I were not to be able to write, um, then then it would it would not only it would it would it would destroy me. Sure. You know, and she loves me for that and, and like and and like tries to make it possible. As I do with her, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. And it makes all the difference. Yeah. There was an E P in the middle of there and I was kinda of curious because you have a track like Love is making its way back home. Yeah. I don't know exactly where the timeline comes about, but it seems like that would have been coming out just as things were probably turning sour. Mm. Were those older songs, or were those like a spoiler alert of the album to come with the Beast in His tracks?
1: They were. They were. You know, I was. I was really enamored with uh, with the playing of uh, Josh Kaufman, who's an amazing guitar player, and. And uh, and I, I really liked his playing. He seemed to do what I do, but but better. And he has a he has a way of, of, of shaping how he plays to the style that, that that you're looking for. And I just loved playing with him. He had a studio nearby me in in Brooklyn, and I had like these little songs that weren't big in any way. There was no there's no grand ambition to them. They felt kind of sleepy little lullabies. that felt sweet and nice. And and I thought I don't want to I don't you know before I before I really take on these 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 bigger songs these songs for the business tracks I want to I want to clear the deck I want to make sure these don't get forgotten about because oftentimes like songs will just get forgotten you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. you just you write them feel good about them and then and then and then and then you'll just forget that you even wrote them sure. you know and so uh so I wanted to get those done and and that was that was so much fun and that, and through the course of that getting to work with Josh Kaufman uh, it was great because he was able to uh work with me a lot on on uh Beast Nets tracks. tracks
0: yeah. so yeah and and so you you've come through all of this, uh, you've come out on the other side. Mm-hmm. You you seemingly have this great new thing happening in your life, and you have a kid. Congratulations! Thank you. Uh, so, but I, I imagine like this is probably going to to direct your songwriting as well because uh, you, now you, you have to do it when you can. You songwrite when you can.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. You know, like the, like and I, I you know now I have ideas and I can't necessarily write them down immediately. And yeah. so like they have to roll around in my mind a little bit longer, and they definitely become more refined, but they also get weirder. So there. Much more like colorful
0: little marbles. By the time I actually have a chance to, write you're gonna have album. your weird album next. I hope so. I'm ready for a Josh Ritter weird oh, oh, album, psychedelic. <laughs> the Beast in Tracks is this amazing record. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time today. It's a gonna lot. be great to see where all this takes you. Thanks a all lot. Right. Thank you very much. Thank man. you. Awesome. Josh Ritter for me a 2013 interview. Behind his record, The Beast in Its Tracks. And again, thanks to Josh for the conversation today. Behind his new record again, Fever Breaks, it's so, so good. Hey, if you haven't already, uh, hit the subscribe button before you get out of here. Uh, again, you can subscribe to us wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, whether that's Apple Podcasts and iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Podchaser. After that, head over to wfpk.org. That's where I do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern, where you can also find some bonus episodes of this series over there. Head to Consequence of sound.net for all your music and film news needs. You can find me at Twitter, at Kyle Meredith, Facebook, slash Kyle Meredith. Does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time.